20 Minutes of Filler Podcast. You are listening to episode 13. I am Jason Katarski. I am Andy Lennox. And we are awesome! (laughs) (laughs) And so are our special guests. Who are back again for the second episode in a row. Designers of Fleet, Fleet Arctic Bounty... And, right now, live on Kickstarter, blowing up the charts from Eagle Griffin Games, a filler game that takes 20 minutes or less, just like this show should but never does, Eggs and Empire. Alright, thanks for having us back out. Yeah, it was a long drive back to Flint again. <laughs> it was. But otherwise... Come out anytime you'll have us, man. Absolutely, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for, for being on the show. So if, if you missed uh, the last episode, go back and listen to it, because they're going to tell you all about uh, the two games that they have designed and that are on their way. Uh, well, one of them, Fleet, is out. It's been a really successful kind of super filler game, we're calling it, where you're a commercial fisherman. And then they're, they're, they're definite, absolute filler that's right on Kickstarter right now. Uh, Exit Empire. So check that out. They tell you more about those games, but we wanted to spend a little bit of time getting to know Matt and Ben a little bit better. All right. So, you know, in our last episode, you guys mentioned how you got into gaming with Settlers of Catan and kind of some of the standard gateway Euros to get your ride. And, and, and Ben, you mentioned, you know, and then somehow you end up with 200 games in your collection. Yeah. So I just want to hear from you guys. It doesn't have to be a filler, even though this show is all about those little games that kind of fill in the gaps a lot of the times. Um, I just want to hear what is the number one approved um, favorite best ever uh, ben Pinchback game. What filler is your game? No, not filler. Just just in general. We're My gonna start number with one like game your, of all yeah. time. And then I want to hear Matt Riddles too. Okay. My number one game of all time is Dominant Species. It's not a filler. No, it's an event <laughs> no game. it's not. It's this area control with like multi-level, like it's a double area control, and there's these huge events and volcanoes that wreak havoc on the board and it's incredible. When you play the game, you feel like you had an experience. Like I remember specific times playing that game and like moves that change the entire landscape of the experience. And to me, there's just nothing like it. That's what really like drives me to gaming is being able to tell those stories afterwards. Yes. Where you always remember that, and you see somebody that you played that game with, and you're like, remember that yeah. time down a species where the volcano went. <laughs> Exactly. That's totally it. Yep. Awesome. Mine? Don't mind? Yeah, we want yours. I was not prepared for this at all. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. So, Curveball. No, I just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally cap out and, and kind of pick two. That's fine. I in, in our introductory episode, I picked three. Okay. So, <laughs> my favorite game isn't my favorite game, but the game I probably play the most and never refuse, that I love every time, is Hansa Teutonica. It's such a dry, soulless, classic hero, and I love every second of it. I mean, it's just a, it's an awesome little game where you're building the routes between, I don't know what the you're heck. putting you're, cubes here you're putting so you cubes, can move cubes exactly, there exactly. and get some <laughs> like points. Three cubes there equals a cube there, and you get to take a cube off of there. And, that's, and it's a cube pusher, and it literally, the theme, I, I couldn't even tell you what it means. And I played it <laughs> dozens of times, and I love it. But my absolute favorite game, and the reason it's my favorite game is probably because it doesn't actually reflect... Most of my collection, or most of the other games that I enjoy, is uh, Galaxy Trucker. I would play Galaxy Trucker with anyone, anywhere, anytime. The first time I played it was at Origins or Gen Con. Gen Con. Gen Con with two Hunter years ago. Game with Angel. 
with Hong the Gay Explaining Angel. And this awesome guy we've seen at like every con. He's the time. best. Every he time just, we're at a con and we don't know how to play a game, he just kind of like comes up. out of like nowhere. He's like this. I don't even know if he's a real person. I think he is an angel. He's so cool. He's hooked us up a couple times. He, no, he honestly, he didn't know any of us. He stood over our shoulders for 40 minutes. Making sure we played Galaxy Trucker right the first time. I was so And awesome. I, my brain exploded when I played that game. I was blown away. It was so, I mean, I love speed. You know, I don't like dexterity, but I like speed. So a lot of the times, speed games have dexterity, which I don't enjoy. Tell the listeners a little bit about how that game works. Okay, so Galaxy Trucker, real quick. real quick, you're going as fast as, everyone has a community pool of tiles. And the tiles are the parts of your ship. So you've got a ship board, and everyone has the same, you know, same grid to place their ship onto, and you're going as fast as you can to build your ship. Because after that, after that happens, everyone's going to sit back, and you're going to start flipping cards over, and they're going to destroy the crap out of your ship. That's all the game is. So you're you have a little bit of preview where you can look at the cards a little bit and try to plan, but for the most part, you're just build the best ship you can as fast as you can. And everyone's grabbing from the same pool of tiles. So like Ben may steal the piece that I want, and I have to just do the best I can. And it's a huge pool of tiles, and they're face down at first, and you flip them over, and then if you don't want it, you put it back. And then, like I said, if you do that, then this deck of cards, this evil, evil deck of cards, gets shuffled, gets shuffled together, and you start flipping them over. And every time you flip one over, something bad happens half the time or 60% of the time. And your ship starts blowing up, and you start losing goods, and it's awesome. And you do that three times each time the ship gets a little bigger, a little more complicated, and it's just incredible. How long I, does I it, love it. How long does it take to play Galaxy Trek? It's an hour. It's oh, about okay. an hour. So cool. it's a fantastic game. It's, I, it's Vladi, Vladi Chitvala is... The guy's a genius. All of his games are insanely good. You know, he did the dungeon, dungeon pets, dungeon lords, um, through the ages. Through the ages. I mean, like the number five game on BGG. Wow. I mean, none the of them are filler. So the, none of them are filler. He probably has a filler. We should find it. Space I alert. I've heard space alerts. It's a real time, like twenty minute, like with a soundtrack kind of thing. Before, oh yeah, I heard about that too. It's one of the first ones, like before Escape and all those other ones, and it's supposed to be pretty incredible. But it's, I think it's co op, which I tend to avoid. So. So, so hearing those first couple games you guys mentioned, uh, Dominant Species and Hansa Teutonica, I think we have picked the best possible guests <laughs> to be to be on the show about these little filler games that, that we talk about week after week. But here's the thing: we love filler games too. You have just said the right thing. Right? <laughs> Can I just jump ahead and tell you the best filler of all time? Um, you read our minds. Well, I, I don't know. I think we should make him wait a little bit. Okay. I think we should wait for it. First, let's talk about let's talk about this idea. Um, you guys design games, right? So, like, it's your job to like take blank pieces of paper and cardboard and, and make them into fun, right? Yeah. So, I just want to hear like, what are those elements that, to in your mind, make for a good filler game? Like when you take it down to its, you know, bits and pieces, when you when you think about this kind of stuff, like what are what is the those kind of characteristics for you? For me, and this isn't always true, but for me, a game is fun if there's interesting choices. And and it doesn't have to be dominant species level choices. It can be a yes no, like uh, like a no thanks. Do I put another chip in to avoid the card or do I just take the card? That is an insanely good decision distilled down to the simplest form so that's that's what it is for me it am i getting good decisions and even like we like to say decisions per minute like i'm sitting around this table 
for how many minutes? If I'm doing nothing for a long time, that's a preferably bad twenty minutes or less. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I want to have a lot of decisions per minute. That to me is what makes a great filler. Right. That's awesome. I've never heard that twenty minute the the, the, the decisions per, per minute. minute. That's awesome. Like, let me just say, there's a game Libertalia. It's a great game in theory, and I don't like it because there's great decisions, but they're too spread out. The cleanup is too cumbersome and there's just too much time between good decisions. Right. If that game was distilled to have a better decision per minute ratio, I think I would love it. Which it kind of was. Into, we, I mean, we didn't play Libertalia before Eggs and Empires, but it's... I think to, I'm going to piggyback that by saying I think a good filler takes like with the, the decisions per minute. It doesn't necessarily mean you're doing things every second, but you're taking the fun thing and doing it a lot, probably. I think the really good fillers, which I think now there's a lot of micro games that do this, and you're taking probably one decision, but it's a good one and you're doing it a lot. Libertalia was a good example of a game where, like Ben said, it had a good decision, but there's a lot of time in between it. You know, so when we were doing Eggs and Empires, again, we played Libertalia afterwards, but you know, kind of looking back, hindsight being what it is, right? Eggs and Empires is a similar decision constantly, and you're doing it Boom, nine times in a row in, in ten minutes. So I think a really good filler game lets you make that fun decision as often as possible and hopefully as quickly as possible. Because, I mean, that's what filler is, right? If you're having a 20-minute game, you can't spend five minutes planning your turn. you got to just do it. So you've got to limit decisions, but they have to be limited. In a, you know, you have to limit the decisions to being that they're just not overwhelming, but they're still good. That's, that's a good it's a hard balance sometimes. What, what makes a good decision? That you can... In my opinion, yeah. what makes a good decision is that you can see the consequences of it. So you can look and say, okay, if I do this, this might happen, pending other things. If I do that, this might happen, pending other things. If it's a non-decision to me is, I'm going to play this and something's going to resolve and I don't know what just happened. Or if you can look back and realize that if you would have made the other decision, right. that things would have fared out much better or much worse for you. Right. That there was a legitimate fallout and you were in control of the situation. Correct. It's not like Matt said where you know, it's a flip of a coin and you had no control. It literally was a good decision because... You decided yes or no, and it actually um, determined your fate in the game, right. good or bad. And you can see the effects of that. I think a good decision means you can look at it immediately afterwards or at the end of the game even and see the effects of those decisions. Now, there are filler games that are just fun, and they're not necessarily full of decisions. They're very fast, and maybe you're spamming dice as quickly as you can, like Angry Dice, for example. So there's not a lot of decisions in a game like that, but it's still fun. That's okay, too. If it's indeed fun. So there's an aspect of that where you've got to be able to, if you're not going to have good decisions and you better be really fun and kind of in a, almost in a toy way in my opinion sometimes but and not, not, not that that's a negative thing but you just have to you know it's a hard balance sometimes you just described Loop and Louie for me <laughs> no <laughs> they're the most awesome games and there's no decisions except hit the paddle right now <laughs> and it's glorious and that's the game it's not it's, it's my Hansa Teutonica that I played more than any other game right <laughs> no I, I completely agree with you Jason it, it's you don't have to be thinking. I mean, I prefer to. You know, part of gaming that's fun for me is processing actions and thoughts and, and looking forward and trying to figure out what the best thing to do is. But sometimes there is something to be said for just having fun. So mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with thinking of because you know, we don't play a lot of filler. Our, our group's a heavier group, so we don't play a ton of filler. I play more with my kids. So a lot of the filler that I like are the kind of more kid-oriented games. So you know. So with that. Hold on, I just I just thought oh, of this. Okay. I just thought of this great analogy in my head, and I'm gonna just get it out here. You know, I'm thinking about like those games that maybe like you're into, you know, mm -hmm. like 
and, and I'm thinking of a swimming pool because I'm ready for that season, right? <laughs> so like the those games like Dominant Species and uh, and Hans Teutonic, those are those are more like games where like you're a synchronized swimmer and you're in the water and you're like doing these technical things with other people and trying to put all the pieces together. But then there's fillers. And they're like a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was stupid. But, uh, <laughs> Andy was going to ask you a question. Yeah, so what are your favorite filler games? You said you play a lot of games with your kids. Right. I, I too, have kids that I, some of my favorite filler games I play with them. So what, what is a kid's filler I'm game gonna, that you love to play? Oh, go ahead. All right, so I, I think the, the one that we probably played the most recently, which is not my favorite, I, I actually barely like it. But I appreciate it, if that makes sense. It's called Pick a Pig. And it's, it's this kind of genius little French design where you, you lay out... It's almost a memory game. Little square cards. This actually happens to be a Griffin Eagle. You lay out a, a grid of these square cards with pigs or dogs. And there's, I think, four things they can vary. Like, wear a hat, doesn't wear a hat, has popcorn, doesn't have a popcorn, has one arm or two arms, and then, oh, five. And then the size of the pig and the color of the pig. And you start with a starting pig, and your pig might be a two-armed pink pig with a hat and popcorn. So it's one, two, three, go. And you have to find a pig in the pile that has one thing different and only one thing. So you need a pig that is also pink, also has popcorn, but only has one arm. Maybe it's the gray pig. I mean, that's the entire game. So now once you select that pig from the pile in the middle, now you got to find a pig one different from him. And that's the game. And you play that until you run out of cards. And at the end, you make sure no one, you go, have to go back to make sure everybody did everything correctly. And whoever has the most cards wins. And it's just, it's just fun. I mean, it's not the thing I'd ever play with you guys or Ben. But with my nine and t- eight, nine-year-old and my mom and my wife, we sit, it takes ten minutes and it's fun. Awesome. Good recommendation. Me and my kids have been playing a lot of Monster Chase. Uh, oh, awesome Have you game. seen that one by yeah. uh, Antoine Bauza? It's basically if you took memory but made it awesome and added monsters. Um, pretty much there's just 12 tiles, flat, uh, you can't see what they are, and you're just flipping cards off a deck. And a monster comes out, and one of the 12 tiles is a toy that's going to scare them back in the closet. And, and it really is just a memory variant, but the kids love it. And I love it. I love playing it with them because... You know, my, my kids are four. All of my hundred kids are four, seemingly. <laughs> and, and, and they have pretty good memories. But the other day, I'm like, if you flip over that freaking astronaut one more time, I'm going to bust some heads. Because you got to pay attention, kids. Where is the doll? Stop flipping the astronaut over. But it's really good. It is. It's And the artwork is just cute for what it is. And it takes one of the most painful kids' games ever. Yes. Right? Like, Which mm-hmm. is such an appropriate developmental game for kids like memory concentration stuff but like it just gives enough twist enough flavor that like it's it's worth playing did you ever play chicken cha 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 I haven't yet no with your kids that it has it it kind of does the same thing as monster chase in a different way so in in chicken cha 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 you're, you're going around a circle and then in the middle is memory tiles. So if you flip the tile over that's in front of you on a circle, you get to move. And you're trying to catch each other. It could literally go on for, you could play it forever. You could play it in, to infinity <laughs> if you never caught each other. But as it turns out, you know, like a six-year-old or seven-year-old or eight-year-old has a better memory than a 37-year-old man who, you know, can barely pay attention to what's going on anymore half the time. So they're going to win. And they're going to win legally. And they're going to win without me soft-shoeing. I mean, my daughter can beat me. We don't play as much. That was a game we played a lot when they were five and six. We play a lot of you know, more harder stuff now, but it's a, it's another kind of great memory twist. 
just that's kind of random. It's not really filler, but <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's. Uh, I'm always looking for good kids games because yeah. I, I like that space and I, I like to play games with my with my now five year old. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Ben, earlier you were about to tell us, you were about to drop knowledge on us. You're going to tell us what the best filler of all time was. Yes, I'm basically going to end your podcast at episode 13. <laughs> That's it. We can <laughs> make no the more. final farewell tour because you finally asked. The answer to the entire podcast is for sale. It Great. is my Great favorite filler of all time, and not just with kids, with everybody. It's one of those I bring everywhere I go, and I always want to finish the night with it, and then we end up playing it about, you know, three, four, five times, because it plays, what, 10, 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. it plays quick, but those interesting decisions, they're just there, man. It's like, you're just agonizing over the little auction he does at the beginning, which is genius, and then the second half, you know, is just a blind, a blind bid reveal, and, uh... For those that haven't played it, the first half of the game is just a quick auction for um, properties, and then the second half is just using those properties. Uh, you're selling them for face-up uh, money cards, and if you have the best property, which is a thirty, then you know you can come in and get the fifteen dollars. But you end up with like maybe six properties, and you have to decide when to use each one, and it's just insanely good. It is fantastic. It is. It's like the first half of the game is like the first half of Fleet, and the second half of the game is like. <laughs> Stop giving away our secrets. <laughs> no, it's hard for me to. I was thinking about the question. You know, what's my favorite adult filler? And again, our group doesn't do a ton of adult filler. You know, we're a bunch of engineers. We all get there eight o'clock and we start. So. A lot of my stuff is, but it would be for sale. And past that, you know, I'm trying to get into some of these new deduction ones like Koo and Koo's great. I, I liked Koo a lot because it's fast and it was fun. I didn't like Love Letter as much. You know, it wasn't really my thing. But uh, here's why I think Koo is a little better. I was thinking about this in the car the other day. Koo, you almost have complete control over like your fate. And in Love Letter, I just feel like you get boxed into situations where you, yeah. there's I can deduce who who is the queen order, but if I don't draw the card that lets me do what I want to do, then I'm kind of blocked out. Love Letter is a pub game. Yeah, it totally is. There's you have two decisions, and sometimes neither of them are the one you want to make. But, That's right. But it doesn't matter because you're all sitting around having a beer, and you can right. play it again in five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Whereas Coup is is a is a psychological game. It is. And everything you do matters, and not just the not just the things you do with the cards on the table, but like the faces that you make and, yep. and the things that you don't do that people think you should have done. Yeah. <laughs> Koo's one of my favorite games. I, I, I really I have it. I don't play it enough because again that's not the kind of style game we play very often. But I do like it. It's yeah. it's it deserves all of its praise. It's it's a fantastic game. Good stuff. Well thanks again guys for, for coming on the, the show. Um you guys are our first repeat guests, Woo. so you know it, it helps that you live a half hour from us. So <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get you on here a lot more, and we'll we'll convince you to play more fillers with us, so you can change some of your answers and, and get, over, get over your cube pick pushing stuff. <laughs> oh wait, can I uh, shout out to Bohanza? Does that count as filler? Can you play that in twenty? No, I love Bohanza, but it's it's forty. It doesn't count. It doesn't oh, what are we talking? Are we talking about the bean game? Yeah, that, oh, that game is amazing. Yeah. I don't think it's filler. No, it's, it, it can take easily an hour, yeah. fifteen minutes. Super filler. You know what should be filler? Last thing, Citadels. Because I like Citadels for about twenty five minutes, yep. and then it keeps going, yeah, and I don't want to play going. anymore. 
Yeah, here like, we go. Sizzles is fun for the first half an hour, 20 minutes, and then it just keeps going. You're like, okay, is this game over yet? Yep. Uh, going going back to Bonanza. Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> Short Citadels. <laughs> going back to Bonanza, though, they, they did just uh, come out with. The, isn't there like Werfel Bonanza, Wurfle the dice game? Yeah, that's what I've been for a while, I think. It's finally here. I think it might um, cut the, the playtime down a little Interesting. bit, so maybe. I would like to try that. All right, as we wrap up, guys. Uh, uh, why don't you tell us where we can find out where, where people can get your new game, where they can follow you on Twitter, and uh... well, definitely go to Kickstarter now. You can search for Eggs and Empires. Uh, it's you know by uh, Matt and I and Eagle Griffin Games, and you can find me at at Pinchback Twenty One on Twitter. I'm uh, at M. This is harder to say than it sounds. At M D Ridlin. So M D R I D D L E N. So follow me on Twitter. I'm mildly humorous. And again, BGG, um, I'm always lurking on there. So send me a message. Post in the Fleet Forum. Post in the Eni Forum. I'll see it. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for coming on. You guys are rad. Thanks, man. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jason Katarski. I'm at Andy underscore Linux. And we just want to thank all of our faithful listeners for coming back time and time again to take us along on their car rides, your car rides, and letting us into your hearts and into your world and into your life. And into your MP3 player. <laughs> and your MP3, MP3 player. Onto your CDRs. <laughs> if you guys burn your podcast on CDRs, you no. should. Anyway, we're 20 minutes of filler. Subscribe hey, to sure. us. Subscribe to us. <laughs> and iTunes and we'll see you next time go play some great little games